0: Welcome to the Drinking with Gin podcast. I'm your host, Ginny Preem. I'm that friend that you can chat with about anything. Relationships, career, travel, fashion, with zero judgment. This is a space where we will navigate struggles and celebrate triumphs and share some laughs along the way. This is your new favorite community that you didn't even know you needed in your life. I'm a speaker, author, and master certified professional coach. I call you, my friends, GEMS, because this is where we can all shine our brightest. And now that you're in the circle, you and all of the other GEMS can tune in for relatable, real talk. Hey, GEMS! welcome back for part two of boundaries becky and baboons so the reason why this is uh welcoming you back to part two is because i decided to do a two-part episode on boundaries this was as i mentioned in episode 16 last episode this was inspired by a listener that wrote in and asked about doing an episode on boundaries and i was like well i'm not going to give you just one i'm going to give you two Just because there's so much to unpack so when we looked at boundaries in episode 16 i broke it out into two so part one was last episode and we talked about what are boundaries and why are they important and how does it make us feel if our boundaries aren't respected all important aspects and i told a little story about my friend becky um, Not her real name, but I will give kind of the end of the story today. So I gave the beginning and last episode, and we'll get to the end today of what happened. What did Becky do or not do? So before we dig in, as always, we have to start with what are you drinking? I today am drinking, and if I'm not mistaken, this is my first time drinking gin during the drinking with gin podcast. So I made a little gin cocktail with a little elderflower um, liqueur. And it's delicious. It's kind of nice and refreshing. But whatever you're drinking, I hope that it is delicious. So let's dig into part two. Like I said, this was a part two part episode. So today is part two. And part two about boundaries is what do we do when our boundaries are violated and kind of how to set them in the first place so we'll kind of interweave both of those within one another um there's again i'm going to reference the same um articles so one article from psych central and then I'm also referencing a psychologist from out in California, Michelle Ferris, who has a couple of really great articles on her website. Again, I'll link both of those, but I referenced those in part one, episode 16 last week, and then also today, in today's episode. So we will be referencing both of those. There's a ton of great information. I'll link them in case you wanna dig deeper because I'm just gonna give some of the high points of what I found to be really valuable, but there's even a lot more to unpack if you wanna dig a little bit deeper. I think boundaries are something that we can revisit over and over again so I'll give just a quick recap of episode one and we talked about what boundaries are and I think the important thing to keep in mind is that what we learned is boundaries are not about changing the other person or their perspective it is about what you are willing to participate in or not participate in and um, that's it it's not about what anybody else is doing and i think that's important to keep in the back of our minds it's staying true to yourself and it is self-care so it kind of falls in that nurture category it is self-care it is not selfish and if you have been someone who is a people pleaser or your boundaries have been violated in unhealthy relationships, you may find that it is a little bit difficult or uncomfortable at first when you start doing that. And getting through that discomfort is really important so that you can start setting those boundaries for yourself because that's what makes healthy relationships. And with that, I want to kind of set up with a quote I saw on Oprah Daily. And it's from Oprah herself. And this really just ties in. I mean, it was it was really fitting and timely because we're talking about boundaries. And so Oprah said, you have to be able to set boundaries. Otherwise, the rest of the world is telling you who you are and what you should be doing. So again, I'll link that that was from Instagram. But it's always boundaries are something that can always be discussed and revisited. So when we talk about setting boundaries, a big part of it is simply, or it sounds simple, saying no. And no is a complete sentence. I love that as a reminder, just simply saying no. When you're in a healthy relationship and someone who really cares about you, they'll hear that and they'll respect that. So you'll probably hear me say that multiple times. I know I said it in part one. And I just think that is such a good reminder for us to keep at the front of our minds because I know I sometimes feel like saying no is uncomfortable, but it can be really powerful and as simple as that. So what are some of the benefits of saying no? And this part of this comes from uh, Michelle Ferris, but what she said is that when you say no, what you learn is that those that really support you and who really care will just accept it and respect it and support you saying no, which again, it sounds so simple, but when you are in relationships that aren't that healthy or are toxic or abusive for you, sometimes it's not that simple. And so again, these are just good reminders. And if these people, if you say no, and someone doesn't support you, she says, pay attention, pay attention to that. If people are not supportive of you saying no and having boundaries. And she said, it's a red flag. If others needs frequently overshadow yours. And so if this red flag gets waved for you and you and you start to see this pattern of someone in your life whose needs continually and repeatedly overshadow your own, there's a couple options. The first option is to perhaps lower your expectations of that relationship. And the second option is maybe take a deeper look and evaluate that relationship and the significance that it has in your life. And while creating boundaries we talked about can be uncomfortable at first, there are some other things that you can do in terms of setting boundaries that aren't just saying no. So let's talk about a few of those. The first one could be maybe spending less time on things that you, that you don't want to do. An example of that could be, you know, for me going out and spending time at bars isn't my scene. So if that's something that I didn't want to be doing, maybe I spend a little less time with that and look at other ways to invest time with my friends. And maybe that's for you. Another option could be making situations more convenient for you. So making them a little bit more on your terms and instead of bending over backwards and you know making everything super convenient for the other person. Another option is Don't necessarily be the first person that volunteers when other people need help. You can sit back and stay quiet and see if someone else volunteers or see how else the situation can resolve itself. Be quiet for a second and let someone else speak up or step up and volunteer in that situation. Or another option could be you leave the room If someone is starting to rage or yell or get upset or get in your face, you know, kind of violating that physical boundary, an option is to just walk out of the room. And the reason why having these healthy boundaries and taking these actions are so important is because if we don't have healthy boundaries, anybody can start to feel a little bit like a doormat. And that's certainly not the way that we want to feel in relationships. They should be give and take and healthy. Both individuals should have healthy boundaries within any given relationship, whether it's an intimate relationship, a family relationship, a friendship, a co-working relationship. Those healthy boundaries are there for a reason. Now, what happens if you are in a not-so-healthy relationship and these violators or baboons as we've been calling them and I love that Michelle Ferris calls them boundary busters so that's another way that we can talk about this when these boundary busters or baboons or violators are constantly breaking down and not respecting boundaries what can you do how do you handle these situations well one of the things that she suggests is detaching letting go of their truth and owning your own. And so what that might look like is walking away when they start blaming you. It might be a little bit of positive self talk or intentions or affirmations, and making sure that you are telling yourself that you're not responsible for their behavior. You're not responsible for them breaking or violating your boundaries. And then Let them have their opinion. That's another option of detaching. Just, you know, reminding yourself that they're allowed to their opinion, just as you are to theirs. Another way that Michelle Ferris suggests handling these boundary violators or these boundary busters is the broken record technique. And what she means by that is making sure that you repeat the same statement at least two or three times. It shouldn't need to be said any more than three times if they're actually hearing you. But what that could look like is simply, look, this conversation isn't going well. Let's talk about something else. And repeating that two to three times so that you're making it clear that you're not going to fold into them breaking your boundary or trying to get them to or trying to get you to agree to their opinion or get on board with something. So just trying to be very firm about your boundary and just saying, this isn't going well and we need to talk about something different. And then again, repeating that like a broken record until your point has become clear. And she really reiterates that holding your ground on this is really important. And then finally, if this worsens and the boundaries continue to be violated in this relationship you know she says that all in all you may have to evaluate that relationship and it potentially could be time to leave and exit that relationship it is important to remember because if these boundary busters continue to break your boundaries remembering that boundaries are not about trying to change the other person's behavior and as we talked about in last episode in part one of this Oftentimes, these boundary violators have narcissistic tendencies. And remember, as repeated by Dr. Ramani, narcissists don't change. And so I think this is really a nice tie-in to remember that these boundaries are not about changing the other person. And most often, boundaries are violated by people with narcissistic tendencies. So it's important to remember it's not about changing them. It's about holding true to who you are. So boundaries are really about advocating for yourself and no one can advocate for you more than you. And that's why having these boundaries and staying true to them is really about staying true to yourself. And that's why they are so important. So other ways that we can say no, and on the Psych Central Um, they offer 14 different ways. So if you're really curious, I would suggest that you click on the link that I provide in the show notes and go check it out. I'm gonna highlight just a handful of them that I thought were really helpful. So the first one is being vague, but firm. Again, no in itself should be enough, but if that feels uncomfortable, these are some alternatives and some alternative ways that you can say no in a different way and so being vague but firm might look like thank you so much for thinking of me but that won't work or that's not going to work for me, something like that, that could be a vague, but firm. And that way you're not, you know, giving them any specifics for them to try to break down that barrier any further. Just simply, it's not going to work, but appreciate you thinking of me that shows that you're being gracious and appreciative, but also holding firm to your boundary. Another example could be just making sure that you're not making it personal. So not making it about them or not making it about you. Again, just thank you so much for thinking of me. But no, I, you know, it, it could be as simple as that. Another option would be asking for a little time to assess or not even asking, but saying, you know, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. And then that gives you an opportunity to maybe formulate a more succinct response and really decide if it's something that you want to participate in or not, and really determining if that fits within your boundaries and what you're willing to do. And so when we think about these boundaries, we have covered a lot. In the last two episodes, we covered what are boundaries, why are they important, you know, how do we feel when our boundaries are being violated, you know, what to do, how to set them in the first place, and then how to address when your boundaries are being violated by a boundary buster. Now, as promised, we have to get back to Becky. And um, Becky, as I started the story last episode, had been struggling with boundaries with a certain friend. And this friend had expressed that they wanted to go on a vacation together. And that was one of the things that Becky was very adamant about not wanting to do any longer in this friendship. So friend had asked multiple times, do you want to go on this trip? And Becky in every which way she is the sweetest person, by the way, which is probably why, you know, sometimes her boundaries can get violated because saying no might be hard for Becky because she is so kind and a people pleaser and just so lovely, but Becky had given her every excuse. Um, I don't want to go because I've got a lot going on with family. Friend asks again, I can't go because I've got a lot going on at work and I don't want to take any more PTO. And I think there were several different times. And finally, Becky thought that the way that she could, the excuse, right? The, the way of saying no, that would like really make this friend understand was I don't want to spend the money right now. So after saying no multiple times all of a sudden, Becky gets a message with a flight confirmation that this friend had booked for her and the hotel confirmation. So after saying no several times, this friend still went ahead and booked this vacation. Now, I can't ever imagine someone booking a vacation for me, first of all, without my permission. I mean, as a surprise, I guess that would be kind of nice. But after saying no several times, and then them going ahead and booking it anyway. So Becky was telling another friend and I about the story over brunch and she didn't really know what to do. And so we tossed around some different ideas and ways. And when you're the one that's in it, it's always a lot harder, right? It's always easier to see things from the outside, but Becky went home that day. So I promise I would tell you what Becky did, but Becky went home that day and messaged the friend and, used kind of this example that I just gave you know in a gracious way said you know I really appreciate the thoughtfulness and that's so nice of you and I think the friend was even using points or miles or something and said you know I'm just not comfortable with you you know booking this trip even if you are using points and miles it's so nice of you and I appreciate it but this trip is just not in the cards right now and Friends started blowing up Becky's phone, calling repeatedly, sending a ton of messages, and finally, Becky said, this is not up for discussion. That may have been one of the most difficult, challenging things that Becky's done in a relationship, but she has not heard from that friend again. And I think that says so much more about that friend than it does about Becky because Becky tried over and over to hold this boundary. And I personally am so proud of her for, you know, standing up for herself and advocating for herself and creating this boundary. And ultimately, you know, I think it says what this other friend, you know, what this friendship meant to this other friend. And, you know, as Dr. Ferris had highlighted, if people really care about you, they're going to support you when you, you know, have boundaries and something like that is you know kind of a big deal when you go ahead and you book a trip for someone after they repeatedly told you no and then being upset about it when the friend you know comes back and says you know thank you but no thank you um you know i think that just speaks volumes and becky and i were chatting about it the other day and she we just laughed about it because i think this a shows our age a little bit she said oh my gosh becky look at that baboon and you know it really goes back to when we are in it it is so much harder to see it it's that saying that we go back to all the time of you can't see the forest through the trees but once you see it you see it so clearly and then you can't unsee it so Jem, if you've been struggling with the boundaries i really hope that there's one or more things that you found in here. And if you think that this would help someone else, please share it with them. Share this on your social media. I think everyone always can benefit from revisiting, setting boundaries and holding them and why it matters, why it's important to us. So it really is about self-care and being our true authentic selves and holding true to that. And when we do set boundaries, we should get the support from loved ones that we deserve. So keeping that in mind, Until next week and next episode, gem, shine bright, and let's get growing. Oh, you gems. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Drinking With Gin. I have enjoyed connecting with you. And if you loved this episode, I need you to please go subscribe, rate, and leave a review for Drinking With Gin. And then to stay connected with me, head over to my Instagram. My handle is Ginny Preem. I can't wait to chat again with you gems next week.